Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 29, Moving from Unhappiness to Happiness. It's January 30th, 2021. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. Moving from unhappiness to happiness. While we are in a pandemic and people are fearful, unhappy, frustrated, angry, sad, lonely, isolated, worried, depressed, anxious, and so, so many negative emotions. According to the research, people have not been this unhappy in 50 years, which means it's the lowest point since 1972. Even before the pandemic, A headline in 2019 read, Unhappiness Haunts Americans. So even before the pandemic, people were struggling with unhappiness, didn't know how to be happy. There was just a ton of unhappiness, depression, anxiety, and other issues prior to the pandemic. And the pandemic has basically thrown gasoline on the fire or exacerbated things and magnified things. So what can you control with your regard to your happiness and how can you move from unhappiness to happiness? Well, that's what I'm tackling today. And spoiler alert, the amazing news is that you have more control over your happiness than you think. So I hope you're going to find this to be really powerful, give you lots of hope. So here's what I'm going to be covering today in this podcast. I'm going to talk about the reasons why people are unhappy the role of dysfunctional families in unhappiness, the topic of being well-loved, reasons why people are unhappy by category. I'm going to be a little vulnerable with you, my listeners, which I hope you enjoy. I'm going to give you the benefits to being happy. I'm going to talk about generating your own happiness and flipping the switch on your emotions. Then I'm going to give you the steps to bring happiness into your life a couple takeaways, and then a call to action. And I always start my podcast with the shameless plug to visit my website where you can register or enter my giveaway to win some cool free prizes, which goes on till July 2021. Now, my next thing is very important. It is a disclaimer, and I want you to understand that I am not a medical professional or a licensed therapist in any capacity. When you need medical or therapy advice, you should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed professional or provider. I am none of those things. If you are suicidal, I'm asking you personally and begging you personally to please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you 
as a personal plea to talk about it, to tell someone, to get in action because there is help available and I want you to take advantage of that, even if it means posting it on social media. Just get, get the help and resources that are available. So I think the first part of this podcast that made sense to me was to talk about the reasons why people are unhappy. Well, I know people are unhappy because we're in a pandemic. That's a given. And I also know many people are unhappy because of what I call political unrest. So we're going to set the pandemic and political unrest aside because they are they are what they are and just look at in life in general prior to a pandemic or without a pandemic or without political unrest what are the reasons why people are unhappy and as you're listening to this podcast what i think would be helpful is for you to listen to this list and to just be thoughtful and introspective and ask yourself do any of these things apply to you because that's going to be helpful as we go through the podcast. So number one, lack of purpose or meaning in life. Comparing yourself to others or your life to that of other people's lives. Boredom, lack of social connections or friends, lack of self-care, lack of sleep, even though sleep is a part of self-care, sleep gets its own mention in this list. Low self-esteem, feelings of remorse, shame, guilt, anger, resentment, negative thinking or being a pessimist, being unhealthy either physically or mentally or both, blaming others for your state in life or your problems, not setting attainable goals, not being present or living in the past, unresolved trauma which could be current or past, Difficult life circumstances, which could be financial, relationship, employment, or lack of employment, caregiver, etc. Lack of assertiveness, lack of gratitude, poor time management, you don't know how to manage and process your emotions effectively, being overly self-critical, self-sabotage or addictions, being a people pleaser at your own expense, feeling stuck having disempowering beliefs, attitudes, or ways of thinking, engaging in catastrophizing, overthinking, or other irrational thinking, living alone in life, or feeling alone in life, living in fear or rejection, being a perfectionist, having a victim mentality, living in resignation, not having firm boundaries, not being in a relationship or being in a bad relationship, growing up in a dysfunctional family and feeling wounded or unloved. So that's 33 reasons why people are unhappy. And and some people could check off, you know, quite a few of these. And I think it's important to understand that these are not all of the reasons people are unhappy. I mean, people are unhappy for lots of other reasons, but these are very common reasons, and I just read off 33. So one of the things that uh, the last one I mentioned was growing up in a dysfunctional family and feeling wounded or unloved. So that's the next, that's the segue into this next little sidebar, which is the role of dysfunctional families in your unhappiness. So we don't talk about dysfunctional families, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, the way that we should. 
This should be an everyday conversation. Why? Because according to the research, between 70 to 96% of Americans have grown up in a dysfunctional family. And what does that mean? That means they didn't see good role models for how to manage and deal with their emotions. They didn't see good behavior because that's really, by definition, what dysfunctional means is it's bad behavior. So people grew up in dysfunctional families. Well, that's like pretty much everyone except for the lucky 4%. Now, we have a lot of people who are in denial or minimize the dysfunction of their family. And part of that is because we're not talking about it openly and honestly. Like, I'm a firm believer, people do the best job they, they do as parents, but if they don't have emotional abilities, it's not something that they can pass on to their children. If they don't have boundaries, if they don't have assertiveness. So one of the big sources for pain, emotional pain, and being wounded is your family of birth or your family of origin. And this is also where people don't learn skills about how to be happy or the process of how to be happy. So, you know, I think it's helpful to understand that, you know, you got to this point by hook or by crook, and now you can choose a different future because just because you're in the 70 to 96 percent and you grew up in a dysfunctional family and maybe you weren't well loved or you don't feel well loved or you're wounded or it was traumatic that does not have to dictate your future but it is a very big source of unhappiness in people and rightfully so i mean it's just it's appropriate and what's appropriate is growth and development and healing and my next topic is be well loved. Now that's the title of my first podcast. It's also the title of a YouTube video that I have and it's the um, in the introduction to my book which is going to be up on my blog post soon, my blog site. So here's what I I believe. You know, I, what I believe is because of the level and predominance of dysfunction in families when people are growing up, they don't have the privilege or the luxury of feeling like they're well loved. They just don't feel well loved. And when you don't feel well loved, that changes everything in life. So my mission and my goal and my request is that you make being well loved your number one goal in life. Now, if you're one of the people who feels well-loved, I'm ecstatic. That makes me extremely happy because the number of people that I'm aware of who don't feel well-loved is astronomical and it's very tragic and I think it's one of the most common issues in society, in my opinion. So my request is, if you're not feeling well-loved as you listen to this podcast, that you make it be your number one goal because that's going to help you be happy. And this whole podcast, by the way, is moving from unhappiness to happiness. So if you're not feeling well-loved, well, gee, it would be no wonder you're not happy. Like, gee, of course, that would be a given. So this is a choice. You could make a choice and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go back and listen to that Be Well Love podcast. I'm going to make it my number one goal. Why not? You want to be happy. 
that's going to go a long way. So one of the things uh, in preparing for this podcast, you know, I thought, hmm, I should assess the list of reasons of why people are unhappy and kind of sort it by category and see, you know, what categories, how, how they turned out. So this is not official research. Now, I'm a big research fan. This is not that. This is not research. This is me taking a 33-item list and sorting it by category to see how it how it turned out. And it was actually a very interesting exercise. So based on the list of reasons why people are unhappy that I just previously gave you, excluding the pandemic and political unrest, I broke it down into three, four categories, actually. Emotional reasons and attitudes and beliefs is one category. Goals is the second. Habits or skills is the third. And then there was a fourth category, which was not categorized. So what was fascinating was that out of all of the list of 33 reasons why people are unhappy, a full 19 you know, we're almost um, 87%, you know, are, are controllable. No, excuse me, it's almost 60%. So 19 of the 33 items fell into either emotional abilities or emotions or attitudes and beliefs. Goals ranked as two and skills or habits was seven, seven of the 33. And I did not categorize four items, which were low self-esteem, not being present, life difficulties and circumstances and addictions or or self-sabotage. So 28 items are controllable. That's the 19 emotional reasons, emotional abilities, attitudes and beliefs, the goals and the skills or habits. That's about 87% of the list of 33. So, you know, 60% 60% of the list, almost, it was like 59.3, some seven something. So almost 65% of the reasons that I gave you earlier about why people are unhappy have to do with emotional abilities or attitudes and beliefs, which are completely under your control. They might not be under your control right now because you're learning and growing, but you can impact those substantially and a, and a resounding, you know, 28% had to do with goals, habits, and skills. So again, this is not official research. This is me taking a list of 33 reasons people are unhappy and sorting it out and then doing the math to say, hmm, you really have an awful lot of control. And that's really good news. It's amazing good news. It's like it's exciting. Now, I did take a peek at the research, which I usually do, and I really didn't find a whole lot of new stunning things in the research about happiness and unhappiness, except that we're more unhappy than we've ever been. But I did find one thing that said, you know, you, you're, the amount of happiness you control, control is about 40%. And I have to say, I really, in this unofficial, un, you know, unofficial research, this unofficial little categorization that it's, it's, you know, 
more than double 40%. So you have a lot of control. Now I do want to take a little, little moment here and be vulnerable with you guys because number one, I'm a fan of being vulnerable and not only am I a fan of it, it's part of love and I love you guys and it's a part of feeling connected. It's part of relationships. But I really, if you've never listened to any of my other podcasts, and I have only said this in a couple, I think, um, you know, I know how hard life is. Like, I really genuinely know. And the reason I know is not only because I've had lots of traumas and hardship, okay, lots of that in my old age, but basically, I started my life over two years ago with basically nothing at an old age. And that, was, by the way, had nothing to do with the pandemic because it was two years ago. And it was not something that I did to myself. You know, it was a situation that happened. And clearly, if you lost everything you worked for, and by the way, this happens every day in this country, every day in the world to lots of people. I'm not giving you specifics, but let me tell you, it happens all the time and it's wrong and it's bad and it's lots of things, but it happens all the time. So obviously if I'm starting my life over with nothing, which by the way, my attorney did approve that phrase to be used in my materials because I, you know, I want to cover myself and make sure I'm all above board. But obviously, that's a huge stress stressor, and it's a huge source of unhappiness to have, you know, my retirement that I work for and everything gone. Like it's it's that makes me very unhappy. Let's be let's be honest. And at the same time, even though I have these really bad circumstances, I'm still happy. I'm happy, I'm grateful, I'm healthy. I have like an amazing and beautiful life unrelated to my circumstances. So I'm sharing this with you so you understand. I'm not, you know, sitting here as a wealthy, you know, woman with a man who supports me or anything like that. I'm a single woman by myself and I've got the same struggles that you have. The difference is I've got years, decades actually, decades, decades and decades of practice and experience at hardship, trauma, and being happy no matter what. So I want you to know I'm with you. I want you to know I get it. I want you to know I'm living with it and with you and through it with you. And you can be happy even with the most dismal circumstances and huge problems. So that's my little deep dark share there. All right, now I want to move on to the benefits of happiness because they are extraordinary. Now this is from the research. So I everything I say is either from is from the research. Today was a real kind of an abnormal occurrence that I just took a list and sorted it and came up with some percentages. But the, the list of benefits from the unhappiness is from the medical research. So happiness feels great. Well, that's an obvious. Happiness is actually good for your heart. It has protective uh, mechanisms for your heart health. Happiness helps build your immune system. Happiness helps you combat stress more effectively. Happy people have less aches and pains. Happiness helps you combat, combat disease and disability and lengthens your lifespan by up to 10 years, according to the research. Happy people are less likely to get sick. They have more friends. They are more successful. Being happy makes life easier. 
Happy people have more rich and meaningful conversations. Happy people smile more, which makes them perceived as more generous, trustworthy, and extroverted. Happy people exercise more and eat better. They are more productive, more creative. They earn more money. They are more satisfied with their jobs. They are kinder. They are more loved. They are viewed as better, well-regarded leaders. Happy people are happy with themselves and what they have in life. Happier parents engage in more positive parental behaviors and also influences positive outcomes in their children, meaning their children's motivation, their children's achievement, and their child or children's peer relationships. And lastly, happiness is sexy and an attractive quality. So of course you want to be happy because you want to feel better. Like this podcast is moving you from not feeling good, feeling unhappy, to feeling happy. So I think it's really important that you understand this is wildly good for you. This is like amazing for you. So my next topic is what I call generating your own happiness. I don't know what anybody else would call it, but to me, it's a skill set that you learn and you grow and you develop over time. Now, the way most people are happy is they're happy when they have the right circumstances. So they're happy when they have the right job or they have the right amount of money in the bank or they have the right guy or girl in their life or they have the right living environment or the right car or the right whatever. So their happiness is contingent or dependent upon a circumstance or a set of circumstances. And what I'm saying in generating your own happiness is that you can be happy. And I do mean really happy. I don't, I'm, I'm a fan of being authentic and real. If you haven't listened to my other podcast, I, I have no interest in pretend, pretense, denial, minimizing. I'm like about being bold, authentic, and real. So when I say you can be happy, really happy, separate from your circumstances, I mean that. But it's a skill that you have to learn. And so part of learning how to be happy, in this podcast, you're moving from unhappiness to happiness. So as a subset of learning to generate your own happiness, one little trick or stopgap measure is to do what I call flipping the switch on your emotions. Now, when you flip the switch on your emotions, you would do that when you're in a bad mood, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling unmotivated, you're unhappy, you know, anything that's in the negative emotional genre. And what you're going to do is you're going to take an intentional action designed to make you feel better, designed to boost your mood. Now, what actions would that be for you? Well, I don't know because I'm not you. So some examples of things that I do to flip the switch on my emotions includes going for a walk because I love walking, reading something uplifting, cooking. I I love cooking, so cooking's great. Um, You know, cleaning, talking to a friend, playing with my dog, working on a hobby. I have a whole list of things that I know will boost my mood. Now, the other reason that this is important is because when you're in a bad mood or something didn't go your way or you're in a funk or what have you, 
taking an intentional action to flip the switch on your emotions gives your mind a distraction from what's at hand. It gives your mind a little break and your mind can go to work then on processing your emotions. So taking an intentional action to boost your spirits, I call it flipping the switch on your emotions, you can call it whatever you want, but that will not only give you a boost, but it gives your mind a break. This technique will help you build the skill set of generating your own happiness separate from your circumstances. Now it is a stopgap measure because it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't solve the upset or whatever caused you to be in a funk. So it's a, it's a stopgap measure, meaning it was going to, you know, help you boost your mood, help you flip the switch, but that problem is still there to be dealt with or whatever was the original source of your unhappiness or your upset. This skill set is going to help you be more functional in life and it will help you be more resilient. So besides lifting your spirits, it's a really good habit to get into. And I do it all the time, by the way. <laughs> I just, I do everything that I recommend to you because why not? Like, because you know how hard my life is. And it's, so this is a skill that's worth learning. To, to, to separate your happiness from your circumstances. And then as you're growing that skill set, flip the switch on your emotions, which will help you build generating your own happiness. Now I'm going to go through steps to being happy in life. So we want you to move away from unhappiness to happiness. So number one my first recommendation is that you ditch any shame or embarrassment if you're unhappy. Like there's just no reason to be ashamed or embarrassed and you can be, but own it, claim it, just own, I'm really unhappy and allow yourself to own it. Like be with your feelings, you know, just, just be with them. Even if you spent your whole life being unhappy, I think it would be very powerful for you to own it and to claim it and ditch any shame or embarrassment. I mean, you can be ashamed or embarrassed if you want. You're, they're your feelings. You can do whatever you want. I'm just, I just don't think they're really helpful emotions. I don't think they forward to your life. I just don't think they're helpful. I don't think they're powerful. So that's number one, ditch any shame or embarrassment. If you're unhappy, own it and claim it, regardless of whether this is pandemic related or it's been a lifelong struggle for you to be happy own it, claim it, you know, give it language. Number two, you're going to make a commitment to taking on your own happiness. Like everything that matters in life starts with a commitment. Like you have to commit yourself. You've got to be all in. You want to bring resolve to it and draw a line in the sand and say, yes, I want a life where I feel happy more of the time than not. I mean, you can have that if you're willing to go through the process. My friend and I did figure out, like, probably I have a bad day, like, once a quarter or four times a year. Why? Because I do all of these things. I have these skills and these practices and these attitudes. But you want to start anything that matters by making a commitment. And once you commit, let me tell you, things are going to start to shift. And I don't mean like a namby-pamby commitment. I mean like, yeah, I'm all in. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. All right, number three, learn to use your emotions as a superpower. Well, it was an interesting exercise to sort the list of 33 reasons why people are unhappy 
and then look at how many of them had to do with emotions or attitudes and beliefs because it was almost 60%. What that means is that you have control of your emotions, but most people don't have control of their emotions. Why? Because we don't teach this in life. Even doctors who go to medical school and social workers and candidates for PhDs in psychology are not required to have emotional training. So we grow up in life in these dysfunctional families where it is extremely likely that you didn't learn how to manage, process, and uh, you know deal with your emotions. So your emotions are not a superpower. Your emotions are handicapping you because you're at the whim of your emotions. My second podcast is Emotions as a Superpower because I'm clear. I am crystal clear. I'm so clear. I could shout it from the mountains. Emotions are a superpower, but you have to learn how to use them, which is the one thing that most people don't know. And by the way, this is called emotional intelligence. And besides the second podcast on emotions as a superpower, I have another podcast on emotions, harnessing your emotions, and another podcast about anger and grieving a loss. So pretty much all of my podcasts will help you start to grow your emotional intelligence and your emotional abilities, which is absolutely key. It's, it's, it's critical. It's just critical. You don't want to walk around life handicapped. No, you don't. So learn to use your emotions as a superpower because you'll love it. I'm telling you. All right, number four, establish empowering attitudes and beliefs. This was also in the category with emotions, so this is huge. Now, we don't typically walk around, like we don't talk about dysfunctional families. We don't talk about irrational thinking. The things that we talk about here in the Love Life podcast are things that we should be talking about, in my opinion, that we don't talk about. So many people have what I call disempowering attitudes or beliefs. And and, and they're shooting themselves in the foot. So disempowering attitudes and beliefs take advantage of the self-defeating prophecy, which means you're shooting yourself in the foot. And empowering attitudes and beliefs take advantage of the self-fulfilling prophecy, which is the good stuff. So let me just digress and give you a couple examples of disempowering attitudes and beliefs. These are the ones you don't want, but they're very, very common. So, for example... People don't like me. I can't win. I'm not good enough. I'm not lucky. I can never do anything right. I'm not smart. And nothing good ever happens to me. So those are disempowering attitudes and beliefs. Now let's step to the empowering attitudes and beliefs, and I'm going to give you kind of the corollaries or the opposites of what I just read so you can hear the difference. So for empowering attitudes and beliefs, people love me. My life always has a way of working out. I am definitely good enough. I am very blessed or I am very lucky. I give everything my best or I'm pretty good at lots of things. I am smart or I am smart enough and good things are coming my way or good things happen to me. So hopefully you can hear there's a big difference. So you want to understand that in your unconscious and subconscious mind are these negative thoughts and ideas and 
you know, opinions and beliefs and attitudes that really don't serve you. And so you want to be becoming awake and aware, part of the emotional intelligence aspect, and awake and aware to what are your attitudes and beliefs because you want to have positive attitudes and beliefs and empowering attitudes and beliefs because your thoughts matter. All right, number five, negative thinking, irrational thinking, or cognitive distortions has to go. It is a very compelling and very clear in the research that negative thinking is not good for you for your health it's not it's definitely bad for your mental health and it can lead you down a very bad path mentally so there are many forms of cognitive distortions or rational thinking which I've talked about in other podcasts so basically there's a lot of support and help but you want to start to be aware to how you think and how you process things which is also part of emotional intelligence and self-awareness so then and growth and development all of my materials are going to help you with all of these things number six is self-awareness i am not only a huge fan of emotional intelligence i'm a huge fan of self-awareness and when i say self-awareness i mean like who are you who are you what do you think how are you living life what do you think about other people how do other people perceive you it means your emotions and other people's emotions and self-awareness is amazing and you know once you're really highly self-aware then you can really notice when other people are not self-aware and you can also by the way notice when people say disempowering things about themselves like you can hear it because you're awake and aware so self-awareness is an access to love it's an access to happiness it's an access to all the good stuff in life which I want you to have and you want to have a happier life right you're ready to move off of unhappiness and into happiness and self-awareness is critical you're not going to get there without emotional abilities self-awareness and the things that I'm covering on this list so next up is self-care and self-compassion I have a whole podcast about self-care and self-compassion this is also critical you want to have a happy life you have to take care of yourself it's just very simple you have to get enough sleep and eat right you got to tame your inner critic there's all kinds of aspects to self-care and self-compassion which is why I have a whole podcast about it but you can make it fun like don't have all this stuff be negative make it fun I'm a huge fan of fun like I try I like I make little games of things I am constantly doing fun stuff and having fun because I choose that I want that I you know so do self-care and self-compassion and make it fun number eight set goals or have a life plan or a bucket list or a vision or find your purpose why because what we know from the research is setting goals and taking the actions to attain the goals makes people feel better it makes people happy why because they're actually taking control back in their life they're actually in the driver's seat of life this is very powerful you don't have to set monumental goals I'm not asking you to build the Taj Mahal you can set you know a little goal or medium size whatever size you want or you could be all in and do a life plan you know you get to choose 
how you go about this, but the research is very compelling. You want to move off of unhappiness into happiness. Part of that is you driving your life and you being in control. Now, the other thing that this is really going to help you with is if you're struggling with depression and anxiety, having a vision or goals or bucket list or life plan, whatever, can very be very, very, very powerful in pulling you forward when you are losing momentum. But that's a, it's assuming that you're picking things that inspire you. You want to pick things that light you up, that you would love, and that you know make you really happy, and it can really pull you forward. So this is this is extreme. This is not. I mean, really, nothing on this list of steps is optional. If you really want to be happy. What, you're going to let somebody else dictate your goals? You're going to let somebody else design your life? Well, you can. You can do that. I just don't recommend it. Number nine, make a list of what makes you happy. Well, I'm going to tell you that I have never coached anyone who, when I said, what are the things that make you happy, that they knew. It's just, we're so, we live so much in unhappiness that we're just not awake and aware. We're not self-aware to know what makes us happy. Now, there's some things we know that make us happy, but generally speaking, most people can't rattle off 10 things right away that make them happy. So you want to start becoming self-aware and figure out what are the things that make you happy and make a list. Now, typically what shows up is the things that make you unhappy. Well, you don't want to do those things. Those things you want to minimize or find a way where it can make you happy or do something, but you want to be intentional. You want to be intentional about the things that make you happy and put that in your life. That's, that's, first of all, it's very fun. <laughs> like, you know, like, why not have fun? Why not have happiness? Why not? Just because you maybe lived a life where you weren't happy, that doesn't mean it has to continue, but make a list of what makes you happy Become self-aware to understand the things that make you happy, the things that and the things that make you unhappy, and do things that make you happy. Sprinkle your day with it. Sprinkle your life with it. Be intentional. Number ten, build the muscle of gratitude. Gratitude is amazing, very beneficial, lots of benefits. I have a whole podcast about uh, the miracles of gratitude, and this is not a normal occurrence for some people. It's not habitual. But you want to work on this muscle and you can make a gratitude list for the morning when you get up. You can make one at night when you go to bed. You might need to have reminders. But this is a muscle you can grow. And you want to grow it because it's going to fuel happiness. This is all about moving off of unhappiness. So you got to do the actions that are going to help you be happy. So build that muscle until it's a natural expression of who you are. So when you start out, you might have to have a list in the morning of what you're grateful for. You might have to do a list at night. You know, you might have to go through whatever you have to go through until it starts to feel more natural and then it starts to feel more normal and you catch yourself thinking about things you can be grateful for. But eventually, if you keep working on that muscle, it is going to be a natural expression of who you are. It just will be, and it's amazing. Number 11, I love this one, <laughs> make more friends. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If people could be really authentic about this, most people, not everyone, but most people by a large percentage would admit that they either don't have enough friends or they don't have enough good friends. And let's face it. 
you know, making friends is hard. And if, if it wasn't so hard, everybody would have like too many friends. But, you know, most people don't have too many friends. So I have a whole podcast about making friends. And I have a whole series of videos on my YouTube channel about making friends, including one of my one of my favorite YouTube videos is big no-nos for making friends because there are things people do that just cut them off from having friends and they don't even know that their own behavior is thwarting their intention. But even though we're in a pandemic and we have social distancing, you can use social media to help you get connected with people. You want to have this on your list because hopefully you've got Be Well Loved on your list and making friends are really helpful. They're going to help you in so many ways. Number 12, learn assertiveness skills. Well, I have a whole podcast about assertiveness. I'm a diehard fan. I'm a firm believer we should be teaching this in elementary school. And many people have a misconception about assertiveness. Assertiveness is not being forceful. Assertiveness is not being aggressive. When you're assertive, you are taking in your own desires, wants, needs, and considerations and being respectful to the other person or people involved and considering their wants, needs, and and desires and wishes as well. So when you have assertiveness skills, that's going to help you establish boundaries. It's going to help you avoid being used, exploited, manipulated, um, you know, or taken advantage of. It doesn't mean that it will completely prevent that, but it will reduce the likelihood. And I think it's just, it's amazing. It will really, it will really help you. It will help you grow self-esteem. It will help you in so many ways. And assertiveness skills, you know, they're like a lifelong skill set that I just think everybody should have. And if you want to have a happy life, that's, that's not optional. Number 13, establish boundaries. Now, I know many people don't understand what I mean by boundaries. Boundaries are the limits that you will not cross. And there's all kinds of boundaries. There's physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, environmental boundaries, spiritual boundaries, and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on. So the more self-aware you are, remember emotional intelligence and self-awareness, the easier it becomes to establish boundaries. Now, I'm talking about you moving from unhappiness to happiness. So if you're not self-aware, you might not recognize that you're engaging in things that make you unhappy. So when you do the assertiveness and you do the self-awareness and you start to get clearer and clearer about what makes you happy and you start to implement actions that are going to ensure that you're happy, boundaries is going to come up because you're going to be setting boundaries that serve you. So for example, I don't hang around people who are mean, vindictive, vengeful, spiteful. I don't, I no, I don't do that. I don't want those people in my life for, for many reasons. So that's a boundary. It's a behavior boundary that I don't tolerate in other people. Now, I also steer, steer clear of negative people. Well, yes, I do because they're not good for me. I mean, I do try to convert people to being optimists and whatnot, but, you know, I minimize contact with negative people, and I definitely do not allow people to waste my time because I value my time. I'm up to things. I'm up to happiness and love, and someone wasting my time, well, that's that's a no-go. So the more you get clear about yourself, the more you get clear about what makes you happy and what you're up to, 
the easier it's going to become to establish boundaries and boundaries are very healthy you know if you you want to have boundaries and you want to be clear about your boundaries number 14 start using your time more efficiently well what we know is that when people are wasting their time they know they're wasting their time and they don't feel good about it well this is the podcast about moving from unhappiness to happiness so one thing you can control is using your time better and that's a skill set and i've got blog posts about that i've got some youtube videos about that probably an upcoming podcast on that but use your time more efficiently because it's going to help you be happier. Number 15, use a personal reward system. Well, I have a podcast about being motivated in difficult times, and I talk about my personal reward system and give you some the lay of the land about that, but personal reward systems can be fun. If they're not fun, you're not you need to like revamp it you need to revisit it because rewards are supposed to be fun you know that's inherent in the name so personal reward systems can help you stay motivated they should definitely bring you happiness and they will help you you know get your life in order number 16 use affirmations to change your behaviors your thinking your thoughts or habits or whatever you need so i already mentioned that your subconscious and unconscious mind have lots of negativity, negative thoughts, negative beliefs in that. So you want to start feeding your brain positive, empowering attitudes and beliefs because using the the concept of neuroplasticity of the brain, you can actually rewire your brain. Now, affirmations, I have a little video on my YouTube channel about that, but affirmations are typically a one sentence, could be two sentence you know, statements that call to you. In other words, they resonate with you that are going to be positive and empowering. So for example, uh, one woman I coached used this sentence, happiness is a choice and I choose to be happy because that called to her. It resonated with her. We were definitely working on happiness, by the way. And you want to pick you know, an affirmation and start using that because if you've been doing negative thinking and disempowering attitudes and beliefs, you either need to get into therapy and start unpacking that stuff or take an easier route because I'm a fan of easier and start using affirmations to rewire your brain using the concept of neuroplasticity. Number 17, get a full-on partner or buddy and make it fun. Listen, I am not a fan of doing life alone. I'm just not a fan of it. I mean, do I do life alone? Well, yes, I'm single, so clearly I have too much time on my hands. I actually do have too much time on my hands. But um, get a partner, get a buddy, get get a friend, and and share this podcast and get them excited about moving into the happy place. Like I'm known for being happy, and well, I appreciate that. You know, it it, it is what it is. Like. Take somebody with you because it will increase your chance of success. It will increase their chance of success, and why not? And I'm not even getting into the research and statistics, but basically if you get a committed partner, buddy, friend to do this with you, your your chances of success goes up to 95%. And if you just tell somebody your goals and your commitments, then you're at like 65%. So, But take somebody along and make it fun. You could make a game out of it. You could set up joint rewards. You could have so much fun bringing happiness in your life. Why not? Well, you get to choose. So number 18, be present, live in the now. 
I'm a big fan of being present. And what that means is being present means living in the moment and having your full attention on whoever you're with, whoever you're talking with, or whatever you're doing. So being present is like being in the moment right here, right now. And this is extremely good for you mentally, emotionally. It's good for you in lots of different ways. And it's very, very powerful because when you're just being with someone, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's amazing. It's like time stands still. Another popular way to phrase this or another popular phrase for this is called mindfulness. So this has its basis in self-awareness, which is part of emotional intelligence. So hopefully you're seeing how these things all tie together and they, you know, they all kind of interconnect and interrelate, but you definitely want to be present. You want to be in the moment. You don't want to be talking to somebody and while they're talking, you're thinking about, oh, what am I going to say next? Or, oh, should I say this? No, no, no. That's the opposite of being present. You want to just sit there or stand there or whatever and just listen to them and just let their words come into you. You know, that's being present. If you're sitting there or, you know, you've got thoughts ruminating in your head while you're talking to somebody else, that's not being present. All right. Number 19, ask for help. I'm a big fan of asking for help. If you need it, I don't think there should be any shame or embarrassment in asking for help because we're human. And I know that people don't agree with me and think some people who ask for help are losers. Well, that's that's their thoughts. That's not my position. If you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. Don't have any shame or embarrassment. Like you want to have a powerful life. So sometimes for some people, that means they need therapy. If you need it, go get it. Now, here's the takeaways. So there are many, many reasons, as we know, as I covered 33, not including the pandemic and political unrest, that people are unhappy about and cause them to be unhappy. But you have more control over your life and your happiness than you might realize. Well, hopefully now you realize it. So learning how to be happy and taking actions to be happy are things you can learn and grow so that happiness rules the day rather than happiness being the exception. So for my call to action, it's time to move away from unhappiness and start being happy. It's just time. And there are many actions you can take. I just covered 19 of them to get on the road and take somebody with you and share this podcast because people are unhappy and they don't know what to do because we're not raising a generation of people who know and have mastery on how to be happy. Okay, that's it. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 29, Moving from Unhappiness to Happiness. I hope you're going to take this under advisement that you can be happy even when life is very bad. You can learn the skills, grow and develop, And if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll hit the subscribe option so you can get future podcasts automatically. And please consider sharing this podcast with other people because there's just too much unhappiness in the world. I love you. I want you to have a great life. Please connect with me. Let me know how I can help you. Hang in there. Take care for now.